Hey, this is Warren from Taming Sorry, and you're listening to On The Fly with Stevie and Jason. You are listening to On The Fly. What's up, guys? Tonight, or this week on on the fly, our newest episode is going to be an, another inter, interview. Excuse me, from uh, Brickshaw Media. Nicole, thank you so much for hooking us up with these artists. It's up and coming country music artist Miss Noel Tolan. Guys, check her out. You will love this interview. She was absolutely great, sweet lady, uh, just talented as they come. She has got what it takes to hit the big time. She just released a new video this week for her new single, Limbo. And it, that's a catchy tune. If you want to check it out, you can check it out on Apple. You can check it out on Spotify. Wherever you get your music from, she's there. And also go subscribe to her YouTube channels. Go follow her on Instagram, um, TikTok, um, Facebook, wherever you, you, you're on social media. Check her out. Twi- Twitter. Check her out there. But if you re- want to hear it, check it out after the interview is over. The show is not over because we're going to have her single on here, just like we did Justin Caleb's last week. We will have Limbo in its entirety. They were gracious enough to, to give me permission to do that in its entirety after the show was over. So, guys, enjoy. Like I said, support support these guys that I have on here. There's more to come from Brickshore Media. Like I said, thank you again, Nicole for uh, being gracious enough to let me interview these guys. And guys, support these support these up-and-coming artists, and let's get them to the big time. Like I said, without further ado, here's Miss Noel Tolan. What's up, guys? On the Flies back again tonight, and we're keeping it country again this week. Last, last week, we had uh, Justin Caleb with us from Brickshore Media, and again, you know, Nicole has, has been gracious enough to – to hand me these up-and-coming artists. And, guys, I'm telling you, Justin was great last week. And this week, we are fortunate enough to have, just after her video was put out yesterday for her new single, Limbo, and we're going to talk a little bit about that in the future, we have Miss Noel Tolan with us tonight. How you doing? I'm Did I say great. your name right? I said your name right, didn't I? Yeah, how'd you say it? It was no- how'd you say Noel. How'd you say Noel? Uh-huh. Tolan. Uh-huh. Yep. Perfect. Okay. So see, <laughs> my last name, I don't know if you know tonight, it's F-L-Y-T-H-E. Yeah. And I get pronounced Flythe, but don't okay, ask so me why. Okay, so how do you say it? It's Fly. It's just Fly. fly. Don't ask me what, just pretend like the T-H-E isn't there. Like Marty McFly? <laughs> exactly. Hey, that was what everybody, <laughs> I got called out more in high school than a little bit. Marty McFly, McFly. That's so, yeah. awesome. What a yeah, cool last I, name. Yeah, I, it is it's different. It's different, but you know, <laughs> and that's why when I did the did the show, that was one of, I I asked the people on my Facebook which what would be you know, we had three names to choose from and that one was it. But people still say now they'll some of uh, some of them will come on the show and said, Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's on the fly. And I'm like, Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> but you know, I've i I'm used to it by now. So Let's talk a little bit about you while we, you know, you got, you're a busy lady these days. <laughs> um, 
Now, you didn't grow up in the South. You know, the country mm -hmm. artist, you didn't grow up in the South. You grew up in North Plains, Oregon. Mm -hmm. So growing up in Oregon, listening to music, what were you listening to as a kid? What was some of the stuff you listened to? I grew up listening to country radio. Okay. And I fell in love with the storytelling. And my father also loved soul music. So there was a lot of Al Green, Aretha, Marvin Gaye played in the house. And then my mom really loved singer-songwriters like James Taylor was the first concert I ever went to when I was seven. Wow. And yeah, it was, I, I was just enamored. And also Carly Simon, I yeah. love. Believe it and, or not, my daughter, she's, she's getting ready to turn 19, has turned into like a big Carly Simon fan in the last, mm -hmm. in about the last two or three months. She, she, we were going somewhere and she said, she had, of course, she's got to have control of the, the music. And she was like, I'm going to play the song, Daddy. So tell me what you think of this. And she played You're So Vain. Oh. And she was like, who is that song about, Daddy? I said, that's been an ongoing thing for years. We don't, I, don't, <laughs> I couldn't tell you that, but well, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Mick Jagger. I think that's. Oh, yeah. He hasn't is officially that, said it, but. You think that's who it is? He's seen background vocals on that song, too. <laughs> Wait till I tell her that. <laughs> So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You were talking yeah. about who you you you. Oh no! I I love talking about songwriters and music. I could go on forever. Um, but my my mom my mom's from Louisiana, so uh, and I spent a lot of time in the South. Like every summer, I would either spend time with my mother's side of the family down south, or my father's side in Boston. But I just always identified with the stories that country music told. You know, I'm from yeah. a small town. Uh, I grew up in the country and I'm an only child. And so but I would put on these shows with my dog, who's my best friend. <laughs> and I would just dress up and sing and dance and run around the house thinking I was like, you know, some kind of performer. And when that I was- good practice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and my dog was the best audience. No booing yeah. from him. <laughs> If the dog boos you, then you know you need to go a different direction. Exactly. Yeah. Now you and, say you're from a small town. How? how mm -hmm. I bet you. I, I bet I can beat you. How small is it? Was your town? It's around two thousand. I got you beat. Yeah. What you 90, got? Ninety. Ninety-five people. Ninety-five. Yes, ma'am. We've got a stoplight. We have a private <laughs> school. We have a country club, but we only have ninety-five people in this town. Wow. It's a little what town kind of and cool? yeah, yeah. I don't don't ask me how that 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 wound up here. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I'd love to hear the story, but I've never heard the story of how it ended up here. But yeah, what's the it, town called? Lasker, L A S K E R, North Carolina. It's like Eastern North Carolina. Mm -hmm. The only time you'd probably ever hear it, and I know you probably. I don't know if you've watched much American Idol in the past. You mm -hmm. remember Chris Daltrey? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was. He grew up right down the road from me. Yeah, he was. Oh, wow. He's from here. Yeah, so I went, so I don't, cool. it's amazing that I don't, this little town he came along, which he moved away when he was like fourteen or fifteen. So mm -hmm. we didn't see much of him. And you got, we've got a comment coming in. I don't know if you know who this is or not. It says hi from Jim and Nicole. So you you got some some people watching you up here. Hi Jim and Nicole, love you. <laughs> so you 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 said that. Uh, your first concert was James Taylor when mm -hmm. you were seven. So what was your, you were, and I asked the people all this all the time, because there's a lot of them 
that I remember when I bought my first, and I don't know how old you are. I'm, I'm almost 50. So mm-hmm. uh, I talk about the first album I bought with my own money because CDs went around when I was that age. But I, I'm sure you, what was the first CD you bought? It was the Beatles, Please Please Me. And wow. I was obsessed with the Beatles when I was a kid. Oh my, I was obsessed. And uh, yeah, it's that album where they're standing off, they're standing on a, a ledge and they're looking down. Um, yeah, I want to hold your hand. Uh, I have a, a video. So when I was a kid, we had a, um, our, we had an assignment to come in and do basically do a biography of a famous person. And I was the only girl that chose a guy. <laughs> I chose John Lennon. Oh, really? Okay. So much fun. My dad helped me research everything. And I, I, for the, the day of the, of the presentation, I have it on tape and it's hysterical. I have a yellow legal pad <laughs> with all my notes, all my notes and I'm reading it and I'm, and you had to say, you had to, to present yourself as if you were the person. So I was saying my, hi, my name's John Lennon. Uh, you know, I, I first fell in love with guitar. I think it was my Bonnie was the song. And right. uh, I had this cute, I really loved cat cats and as a kid and I had this little kitty cat t-shirt and I was so awkward I had big coke ball glasses oh wow super awkward and then the funniest part was um at the end of my presentation I took a little boom box and I put in the cd of the Beatles please and I played I pressed start on twist and shout and I this this. should be on youtube this should be on youtube (laughs) Wow. And, I remember, and then and then slowly after about like an awkward 30 seconds, one kid gets up and does the twist and shout. And then and then slowly it was like a domino effect. Slowly a few more. Well, see, that was a sign of things to come. You, you had the audience <laughs> in your hand. You got the audience to get up and dance. So, yeah. you know, you talked about your, your parents had a, definitely an influence on you getting into music. When did you remember like, I want to, I want to learn like guitar. I want to learn how to do this. You remember when that was? Yeah. When I was five, I got my first guitar. My parents got me one from Goodwill and uh, I'm left-handed. So uh, I don't think any, I don't think either of them knew that that's a thing at the time. Yeah. I had Um, no idea. I never had any idea till recently. That was a thing. Yeah. And, and uh, so I got this guitar and, we didn't have a tuner and I didn't know what I was doing. I remember just strumming it with my left hand. Um, and then I kind of just, I got frustrated. I'm sure I got frustrated because if I wasn't really good at something right away, I wouldn't, yeah. I, you know, I would typically kind of go. Oh, same here. Same here. <laughs> so, um, but I, about maybe like five or five or six years ago um, when I was in LA and I was recording and I was like, I need to, I, I need to understand how this, this thing works. <laughs> so yeah. I started the guitar lessons and I got a Yamaha and I decided, I was like, I'm just going to learn right-handed cause I can watch YouTube videos and just, I'll just figure it out how to, how to do that. Cause I, I'm, I write, left-handed but I can do other things with my right hand like I eat with my right okay play basketball right-handed so so I got a guitar then and and then when I moved to Nashville I was I really 
was like, I have to just woodshed this thing and been, been practicing like crazy. And it's, it's funny. It's a, it's very frustrating because it's a skill that you have to work hard at, but I will say like every day and every morning after I've practiced the day before, I'm a little bit better. Yeah. And it's, it's just that little bit. I'm like, okay, this gives me, it's building up my confidence with the instrument. So I'm by no means good, but I'm, I'm definitely working really hard. I got you. My daughter, she's learning. She started learning how, and now I've bought one too, and I've, I have yet to pick it up and to tune it yet. So I'm, I've got uh-huh. to get around to doing that. I want to learn uh, some couple more comments. My co-host on my other, my sports podcast, Matthew Baysmore saying, hi, Noel, Noel. Lefties are awesome. So he must be a lefty. <laughs> hi, Matthew. Knowing him. Um, so, yeah, isn't YouTube amazing? Though? Can you imagine if you had YouTube when you were a kid? You could have learned to do anything. I, I, fixed, mm-hmm. a, I fixed a washing machine off of YouTube, and I, was, I felt really? like I was like, yes. And I, but, <sighs> yeah, awesome. if, if I, I would have never attempted it without YouTube. YouTube's great. It's, it's just such a great platform to, for, to share ideas. And, to find and, anything. Oh, anything. Yeah. So did you ever venture out when you were, you, you know, you, when you were – teenager or whatever did you ever join a band um i tried starting one yeah when i was when i was eight um i was obsessed with no doubt wow you're all over the place girl i i I love all all types of music and so um and so i yeah i was around i was eight and i tried i was like okay i got all my little girlfriends and no one was everyone was kind of like what are we doing (laughs) Yeah, but Nobody that was, was the first as you were. See, <laughs> see, I was a five years old. I, I had an older cousin. He was like four or five years older than me, and he was a Kiss fan. He showed me one of the covers, and I was just like that, and I was hooked. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, the shows, like you talk about, yeah, I did those, but I was dumb enough. One of the stupidest things I've ever done in my life as a kid, I was probably eight or nine, the guitar player, his guitar smokes like when he does his guitar solo. And I was like, oh, I can, I'll do that. So I got a smoke bomb. Okay, heat and plastic don't mix. My oh, no. After it was over with, my guitar, that's probably worth about $300 now if you've got it right, was a big old plastic. <gasps> I was like, that oh, was no. dumb. I was like, how stupid were you? But yeah, we I'm did the so we did the whole show. We did the whole shows like that and everything. So, when did you know, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to make. Try to make a career out of. Uh, when I was five, I got on stage for the first time, and I was like, "What is this? I like this. <laughs> I feel like I'm home. This is great." Um, so it was around then I was like, I just loved, I loved singing and I would, I would just spend so much time listening to music and trying to emulate inflection and, and pitch and, uh, and phrasing. And I was just obsessed and I, through school, um, I got involved with musical theater and, uh, that provided me a lot of training in terms of just being on stage and building up my confidence and, and then I, I went to Berkeley College of Music when I was 15. I went for a summer, a summer program. It was a five-week five week program. And I studied voice 
and musical theory. And that was really intimidating because everyone is so talented and it's the, the best school in the world for music. I'm sure you know. And um, that, that, and I, I was thinking about going there for college as well. Um, but I remember being like, whoa, I have to really like stand out some way because it's not in order to like forge a career. It really, I learned there at an early age, it's, it doesn't really matter how talented you are because there's so many talented people. Yeah. I, I learned then I was like, I have to figure out some kind of figure out a way to stand out. And, um, and that, but that's when I was like, okay, I have to fit. And then I, I, I got back to school and I was, I think, a, I think that was my sophomore, sophomore year. And then I, I got cast as Lena Lamont in singing in the rain. And I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with the musical, but that part has, she's known for having a very high pitched, annoying, squeaky voice. <laughs> and she does these like hey, like she talks oh. crazy and i was like the only one who that's probably why i got I cast it wasn't because i was a great actor you were the only one who hit that note <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i had so much fun doing that and but that was, was around that time where i was like okay this is exactly what i want to do i want to be a performer and i want to i want to i want to be an artist right I'm sure your parents were, were thrilled, you know, with them as musically as they are. I'm sure they were thrilled with that, though, to see that you yeah. wanted to take that step. Yeah, they were incredibly supportive of of my dreams, my pursuing my dreams and very grateful for that. Um, and, yeah, they've been a great support system my entire life. And I That's just great. am very blessed. So how hard was it to to make the move? I mean, you talked about you went to to, to Berkeley, but making that move to to you know stepping out on your own and and wanting to be that performer, how hard yeah. was it to to make that move? Um, well, I first I moved to LA and I went to college at Loyola Marymount in LA, and wow. that I moved there. I didn't know anyone, obviously, uh, not obviously, but I just didn't know anyone. But but by going to school. I naturally uh, started to build a, a community and foundation. Um, and when I got to the, when I got to LA when I was like 18, I was sending. And at that time, it was it wasn't as e easily accessible to record your own music. Right. You could get and you couldn't like iPhones had you know were you know a new thing and they were very expensive. So what I would do is I would I had a little tape recorder, and I would record myself singing, and I would meet people out, and I would email my my little recordings, <laughs> and you know feedback were like, oh you sound great, you know best of luck. Um, I actually a lot of feedback I was getting was like, uh, go on YouTube, you should start recording yourself on YouTube, and um, I I didn't really focus on that until you know later because i think i was really concerned about putting i didn't want to put things out that weren't high quality right right um but what now is it's everything's like tiktok and authentic yeah. and you know not polished but um yeah so when i was in la i started playing covers at uh at bars and like the viper room i played there and wow. um and yeah, that was a cool, that was a cool experience and vibe playing out there. And that was the, I, and it was always with a live band. Um, 
and rocking out and you know what kind of covers did you do oh i did um gosh i did the first song i did was tracy chapman give me a reason um oh, you know wow. i did yeah i did some paul mccartney i did bonnie Raitt. um it's funny i did a we did a had a nashville nights thing at viper room one time and and then I'm, um, you know, it's kind of funny. It's like manifested me moving here. <laughs> because one thing I was I was struggling with in LA was I was pursuing country music. And I just kind of felt like I was hitting a wall. Um, and I just I think there's something to be said of being in the mix and the energy field of people that are pursuing a similar passion that you are. And I'm just really I'm really grateful to be here in Nashville. Right. That songwriting we talked a little bit about this before yeah. we went over there and i was talking about how i'm amazed that you know you guys can can just put it you know I, like i said i did lyrics for one song that was enough mm. for me i couldn't do it <laughs> again if, probably if i tried but <laughs> i'm sure you're a lot you're a lot more you're a lot better than you think you are i don't know i've tried i've had some ideas but i just can't i i, I get you know how you talk about you said mm -hmm. when I'm not good at something, I get frustrated yeah. with it. I put, yeah, that's me. When I get, I get thinking about it, I'll have an idea, and when I get thinking about it, I can't come up with it. Push it to the you side. You know the best I'll... trick for that is to not judge yourself and to just free write, and then you'll know, and then you can put things together later. But the best way when you have an idea is just. Right. And then think about who am I talk? Who would I be talking to if I'm saying this? But don't right. you have the thing is don't judge yourself because I used to do that all the time. And I I mean, sometimes I kind of get caught and still still do. But when you start, it's kind of like uh, I call it writing with the, the non editing brain. If you're writing with the editing brain, you're cutting off the creative flow that that happens when you're in a state of flow, when the good ideas come. Right. Cut that off. I call it the magic, you know, <laughs> that's when you cut off. But if you write with the non-editing brain, you're not judging what the ideas are coming through. That's when you allow the magic to happen. That's when you're like, oh, how did I come up with that? That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm, getting, I'm getting a songwriting class 101 right here. <laughs> so writing that first song, there, how hard was that for you? I mean, did, did you just, I mean, you come up with the idea and do you remember the first song you wrote? Yeah. Um, gosh. I would write little things when I was a kid, but the first time I think I wrote a song was when I was at Berkeley and it was terrible. I mean, and I went in, I remember I sang, it was like a competition and I went in and sang it and it was just, they were just like, thank okay. you. Thank you, Noel. <laughs> and oh, I was like, wow, I They can only see you now. Oh, I was like, God, I suck. You know, and things like that, they can get it. They they chip at your self-esteem and um, but you just got to it. One thing I've told myself, it's like anything. It's a skill that no one's born a genius songwriter. It's a thing you have to you know you work at and you can get better. And but the one thing is not writing with the editing brain. Right. And uh, Jim and Nicole said, yes, separate creating from refining. That's what. They're yes. Saying. Amen. <laughs> so you're. I'm sure, you know, everybody was affected by it. Um, you're you're out there trying to trying to get your foot in the door and, and getting on. How did how did COVID affect you? I mean, how did that slow you down? 
I mean, it's, it, oh. it affected everybody. And I'm sure in your line of work, uh, just like I asked Justin last week, he said, yeah, just maybe come to a standstill. Uh-huh. Uh, it was interesting for me. I was in LA and it hit and it was like, what is this? <laughs> exactly. Wait, you're telling me I can't go outside? You're telling me I need to wear a mask outside and I'm going to get in trouble. And, they, and then they had curfews. So I can't go outside after 5, 6 p.m. and I'm going to get in trouble. And like you, my, my neighbors are going to call the police on me if I have five people. Over. I mean, it was just nuts. Yeah. But what I early on uh, when we were on kind of lockdown, I was like or when the lockdown started, I was like, OK, I'm just going to take this. What can I use? How can I use this to my best advantage? So I just I was like, OK, I'm, I worked work, working out like crazy. Do you know, writing st- like just doing a ton of just trying to be as creative as possible. Like really, I, I really took advantage of the downtime. And then I remember one, one day I, there was some news that it was like really bad. Like we weren't getting, it was, I think it was the flatting of the curve thing. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Oh, and I remember going like, screw this. And I went to the, <laughs> I went to, um, <laughs> I went to like billions <laughs> or whatever, Ralph's, whatever grocery store. And I got my I love. My, it's my guilty pleasure. My, Cheez-Its, regular Cheez-Its, and red wine. Like, that's my... <laughs> Cheez-Its and red wine. That could be I, another... He's got the red wine. Cheez-Its and red wine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. you know, did you ever get COVID? Yeah, I did. Well, I got it when I moved to Nashville, actually. Yeah. It, so I moved it, in I, December 2020. And, and I know it affects uh, people different ways, but I had it and, you know, it was like, I lost like 20 pounds in a week. And yeah. Dog. And the only thing I could eat was an orange. I mean, I, oh, I no. that's the only, everything else. Yeah. And I never lost my taste, but everything, when I got my appetite back, everything's tasted salty for a while, but yeah, it, mm. was, it was 102 degree fever for a while <laughs> it, for about yeah. two weeks. But yeah, it was, you know, I'm not complaining. A lot of people had a lot worse than I did. Mm-hmm. So talk a little about, about your, your first single you did, which was, uh, I, I guess I'm right here, Prove Your Value. Is that right? Yeah. What was it uh, like recording that first single, though? I'm sure that had to be pretty exciting for you. Well, that's an interesting thing. So when I was in L.A., I was working with a producer. Um, I had... So when I started performing, when I was playing out live, a friend of mine who ran the nights had a kind of recording studio set up at his house. And I had never recorded professionally a song before. And it was around my mom's birthday or Mother's Day. And I had asked him, I was like, hey, um, do you think you could help me uh, record a song for my mom as a Mother's Day gift? And he was so gracious. And I was like, yeah, of course. And because uh, when I was a little girl, I would sing uh Walk Away Joe by Trisha Yearwood around oh, the house. Wow. Yeah. And I, love I just that love that song. I love so that song. Don Henley doing the, oh, yeah. doing the background. That's so great. One of the best songs ever written. I mean, yeah. She, her vocals on it are just so rich. And, and it tells the a story, best. just like you talk about. That's what I love about it. It tells a story. Yeah. Tells a story. You put me in with that. And then oh, when yeah. You throw harmony, when you throw harmonies in like they had on that, mm. yeah. I, for all through, like I said, when I was young, I did not want to hear the Eagles. I was like, oh, the Eagles. Ugh. <laughs> then when they did Hell Freezes Over, and I was like watching 
then play Hotel California, and then I heard oh. the harmonies. I was like, what the heck? And I was, I've been hooked <laughs> ever since. I've been yeah. hooked ever since. And you give me a oh, good harmony, I love it. Oh, I, Desperado is one of my favorite songs. I oh, yes, yes. I could do a whole, we could do a whole hour and a half on Eagle. Song. <laughs> so, but yeah, it. so you did, you ended up recording Walk Away Joe? So I recorded Walkway Joe and I put it on a little iPod Nano and sent it to my mom so she could listen to it whenever she wanted to. And I also put it on SoundCloud and it got the attention of a woman who was working for a, a producer who was starting his own label. And she reached out to me. And she's like, hey, I would love to have you come in for an audition. Uh, my boss is starting a, a record label. Um, so I, I went in and I met with this guy and, uh, Stefan Dickerson and I worked with him for a, a few years and, uh, early on though, he, he sat me down and he, and he goes, I think you have a real shot at getting a deal. And I, I was like, no, no, I was like, no, I just, cause I, I was, I, I don't know. I just love to sing. And I never thought, I just thought that was not an, you know, it wasn't going to work out because I tried out for the voice, which was horrible experience. Oh, I just really? did it. Oh yeah. And I was like, no one, I'm like, I'm not, I just had, I was like, I'm not good, but I, oh. and I would always, I was always singing and trying to write. And so, so anyway, so he's like, I think you have a shot at, you know, could get a deal. And I was like, okay, well, let's try. <laughs> so, so we, he was like, well, you, you got to write, you know, can you write some stuff? And I was like, Oh yeah. So I like, that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to try to really write some good songs. So I, I got really focused and I wrote that. And I wrote a couple other ones and that Poopy Valley was one take vocal. And, uh, in his little studio in LA one take, there's no, no adjustments on it. It's very raw, wow. just a piano in my voice, because he was. I wasn't planning to put that out. We were just trying to use that to get me signed, right. to show this is a one take. Like she has such a great voice. Like this is a one take. There's nothing done to her voice. Uh, so we ended up getting close to getting some meetings, but not. But then nothing worked out, and that was you know it's disheartening because it's rejection. But I'm used to it. <laughs> I, I can't, you know, I don't take, I don't take rejection. Well, I can't imagine how, uh, how that is on you. If, if, if you have to go through that over and over, I guess it makes you stronger and it makes you, you know, but yeah, I probably would have, after a few times, I probably would say, you know what, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. But yeah, it's, it is what it is, but when you love something so much, you're just, it's yeah. like, it's weird. It's like masochistic. <laughs> Just keep <laughs> slapping me. Keep slapping me in the face. Yeah, just well, you you but, you you've done pretty. I think you've done pretty well. Oh well. Another well. song that I really liked that I was uh, was I want to see you again with mm -hmm. uh, you know legendary guitar player Steve Steve Cropper who was mm -hmm. if you guys recognize that name and I I I'd heard the name and I was like okay where have I heard that name before. Yeah. The Blues Brothers. I was like, mm -hmm. guy, this is a guy on the Blues Brothers, and he's done so much other stuff, though. I mean, there's like a who's who that he's played with. I mean, I was just, mm -hmm. I pulled it up uh, today looking at who he's played with. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is like incredible. That oh, song, yeah. that's a pretty good, that, I, I really like that song. Thank now, you. How so was much. it? 
how how was it working with him? Oh, it was amazing. I mean, he's so talented and uh and I've learned so much just from being in his presence and hearing him talk about how Otis Redding came in. Talking about know, and uh, it's you know he's the reason that Otis, you know Otis got a a recording contract I believe I'm mean, just hearing the, the stories that he had and and the way his mind works is so fascinating and I remember the first day that I got the tape back with his guitar playing on the song I was in my car and I just started crying <laughs> I was I, like I, I, can, I can see that I can see that. It's like, I can't believe he's Steve Cropper's playing on my song. And, so, and it's my, a song I wrote. It was, it was amazing. And uh, so I'm, I'm just fact, very grateful. The fact that he played with on John Lennon's album too. I mean, that was, I, yeah. I was like, that was, I mean, I'm just looking, looking now at this list, you know, Aaron Neville, Dolly Parton, mm -hmm. um, Roy Orbison, Peter Frampton, Art Garfunkel. He, it's it's mm -hmm. a who's who of people that this guy's played with and, and, and just oh, yeah. then being on the blues brother, that that's, that's what, and that's a shame that I, that guy was on the blues brothers movie. He was in the blues brothers band. Yeah. That's what, yeah. what got me. And I'll tell He's you this that movie too. Yes, he you... is. He is. Anybody, <laughs> I, the recently... I hope, you know, Dan Aykroyd, if you're out there listening, I hope we can get <laughs> you some views on the blues brothers tonight by talking about Steve Cropper up here. But uh, uh -huh. Rod Stewart, another one, Winona. Gosh, nice. He's mm -hmm. playing with Sunday, great. Um, but yeah, and I was watching your, you know, looking at your YouTube channel all through the week, and uh, you do some Christmas songs, which one of my favorite Christmas songs, and mm -hmm. Dolly Parton, Hard Candy Christmas, and you nailed it. I mean, you oh. nailed it. Yeah, Thank that, you. that, and I'll be home for Christmas. I mean, oh, geez. I was Thank like, you so have you ever thought about maybe doing a Christmas album in the future? Uh, uh, yeah. Like I want to do it to, to, tonight. <laughs> like tomorrow. One, if you do one, there was a song that Amy Grant did my grown up mm -hmm. Christmas list. If you do an album, you have to do that one. That is one of the most beautiful. Which song? My grown up Christmas. My list. Grown I'm going to write that. Amy down. Grant sings it. You have to, yeah. You listen to that, yeah, because I think you could really do a good job on that one. Uh, and listen to me talking like like I'm I'm your manager or something. I think you could really do a good. No, job. I'm gonna go listen to it. I haven't I haven't heard. You haven't heard it before. No, and I love Amy, Amy Grant. Yeah, yeah, she's she's pretty awesome too. So let's get let's get right down to what we the main reason we're here for your new single, mm -hmm. Limbo. The video Limbo. just came out yesterday. And the video, I, I'm gonna say that, I, and and the song. I don't know how big a fan you are, Yellowstone. The, the TV. Oh, song. I'm obsessed. That song. The first thing I when I heard the start of that song, I was like, "This song belongs on Yellowstone." <sighs> and I'm like, listening, awesome. to it, <laughs> listening to it, and I was like, "Yeah, this will be one of those songs I could hear on Yellowstone." But limbo, everybody's been in that situation before. You know, you're in limbo within a relationship and you don't know what's going on. You kind of got a feeling, but you don't. And then you just rather, you know, it gets to a point where you rather just say, you know, say it's over. And mm -hmm. then keeping me right here in, in the middle. And like I told you before we went on the air, 
the best line in the whole thing is right at it's kind of like at the little break in the middle i'll even take it's 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 me and not you and then boom, yeah. it goes back to it again i'm like oh man that's freaking awesome <laughs> there but yeah what was it like you know what's it tell us tell us a little bit about limbo about how you come up with writing that and, and the video and stuff i know you were i watched your short about when you when you got finished filming the video you couldn't really mm -hmm. let anybody know anything then but uh, yeah. what was it like filming the video and doing and, and limbo talk about limbo oh it was so fun doing the video i i worked with uh lindy pacos who directed and produced my other videos my other music right. videos and we rented a house and in two hours just shot this thing and i styled it myself and i'm yeah i'm independent so i i'm right. just I wear all the hats. So I did get my hair blown out because I'm not good at my hair, but I, I did my own makeup and we just rushed through and just did a bunch of different outfits and scenes. And uh, it was so much fun playing a different character and, and being a little yes. sassy. And You um, were, you were definitely that. <laughs> <laughs> so it was super fun. And I was blown away by, she is so talented. So I'm just lucky to, to get to work with her. And, and yeah, I started writing the song in LA and the verses came first to me. Uh, then the notion of like, Hey Joe, we've been going out a year. Where do we stand? Please make it clear. And, um, but it, that, this song was actually very interesting how I wrote it. Um, the working title was like at, at, at the beginning was satisfaction. And I knew that wasn't right, but I, I just had it as a placeholder. And then I was, working on the song and I remember working on the chorus because I had the verses down but I was working on the chorus and and I remember I called my dad and I was like telling him about the song I'm like I don't know I, I, I haven't found the hook yet and normally I start with the hook right the hook usually comes to me first it's a a, a line and a melodic pairing and it comes to me right away and, I'm, and that's then I go and I build the story from there but with this one I, I don't know what to do so I called my dad and I and as I, I was telling him, okay, so this girl, she she needs clarity. I was like, I don't know if I like that. It's not, I don't know if that's what I want for the, it didn't feel right. I love right. that word, clarity. And there's some beautiful songs written with it, but it was, uh, wasn't right for this song. And I was sitting there and I was, <laughs> I think I Googled something about relationships or, no, I, I I think I was like, I was like researching something about that state of unknown and then limbo came up and it was like a light bulb <laughs> because it rhymed with Joe. And I said, Oh, yeah. this is perfect. <laughs> limbo. And limbo. then I, and then I, I was like, okay, limbo. And then I was like, okay, what if I just repeat the limbo, limbo, limbo. And I had this, this, this cool little falsetto run came to me mm -hmm. and it ended up, being a really fun song and I'm, I'm really proud of it and it's an awesome song awesome song and uh jim and nicole are saying your obsession with uh yellowstone is an understatement that's <laughs> they're right yeah. well have you seen 1823 i have or not watched it yet i have to watch it. 1883 and it is a 1923 too right I have to, yeah i haven't seen 1923 yet but 1883 best television i've ever seen that's Tim McGraw and Faith Hill in that one, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. and they're amazing. And the um, the girl, the lead actress, I forget her name, but she's fantastic. 
And the way Tyler Sheridan uses a, a dramatic irony in that is, is one of the reasons it's so good. Because if the, you're, yeah. something happens and you're just like, what is going on? Like, what happens? And you're so invested and it's, it's so dramatic. Yeah, this house is obsessed with Yellowstone. So, yeah. And they're, they won't know what to do when it's over with, which yeah. I don't know. I, I'm hearing next, next season might be it. I don't know yeah. what people will do without without Yellowstone. Well, I think Matthew McConaughey is supposed to be coming on to yeah, do it. Yeah, but I know, and, and I like Matthew McConaughey. No, don't get me wrong, but it's not going to be the same without Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner mm-hmm. in that role, he makes that. Uh, I it just won't be the same. But I mean, which Beth is now? Beth is, yeah, she's bad. I like Beth, but uh, yeah, but Kevin Costner in that role, I don't know if anybody that would just wouldn't feel right nobody else being the head or whatever they're going to do. I'm sure they figure out something different to do with McConaughey, but uh, (laughs) just end it. I'd rather them just end it with Costner than do that. So let's do this. I'm going to do some quick hitting questions for you. Okay. And then we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what you got coming in the future and uh, where everybody can find you. Okay. And I, this, you've already answered the first concert. That was one of my questions. So that was James oh, Taylor. Okay. I read your mind. <laughs> yep, you got it. Yeah. Great minds think alike. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be a little tough on you because this is, okay. this would be tough on me. And I, because I, I, it changes day by day. Uh, favorite song? Forever and Ever, Amen. See? Wow. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> usually, usually it's like, Oh, I got the name just one. Uh, I love Randy Travis so much. Yeah. I love that song. You know, I, I'd love to do a cover of it. I, I That song, I, I, it's my favorite. There you go. It's out there. I have you, Mr. Fi, to think to thank for yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's out there. <laughs> if you could, and this, I think you, you probably had this asked to you before. If you could collaborate with any artist, uh, living or, or not living, who would it be? Collaborate. Uh, like I would say Patsy Cline. Patsy Cline? Okay. Yeah. But living, living, I would say Luke Combs. I would love to work with Luke Combs. Wow. Luke Combs, that's, my daughter has, you know, because I... I tried to do the new stuff and I guess in my old mindset, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I can't. have you heard, have you heard a lot of his stuff? Oh yeah. I had, cause she plays it. She plays it. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story about Luke Holmes now. Yeah. Luke Holmes, uh, I don't, did you watch he's the from, Grammy? Is he from near where you are? That he's mm-hmm. actually like way down West of us, but did you watch okay. the Grammys when he performed? I don't think I did. Okay. Well, that was his first, first time performing at the Grammys uh-huh. the guy he got to introduce him was owned the bar that he played the first time in and he he employed uh Luke as a bouncer which he said he was a terrible bouncer but <laughs> that guy his name's Justin Davis he went uh-huh. to school at the same school I did he was wow. from, he's from the same same county my daughter actually for her uh her senior trip for her godmother gave, took her on a trip. They went to Boone, North Carolina, which is where, you know, Luke was from. I guess he's from there. 
Well, that's mm-hmm. where that, that place is. And they went to that place, met the owner, and he said, he told me, he said, you see right there? He said, that that spot right there is where Luke Holmes, the first time I ever met Luke Holmes was right there. And she was oh, just wow. like, she was like, oh, she like, <laughs> She likes that. She's got me kind of hooked on that new country. So uh, I, yeah. can, I can handle some of it now. Some of it's a little, but I can handle like Luke Combs, yeah. uh, Morgan Wallen. I like Morgan mm-hmm. Wallen. I really like him. Yeah. And that, er, what's that guy's name? Ernest. Ernest. Does, flower shop. Oh yeah. yeah. Flower shop. I love flower shop now. Me too. Um, he has a new song called um, the songs we used to sing. I think it is great. Ernest. I'll have to check it out. It's have to great. See, I listened I do to it, it ten times in a row. Uh, yeah, see, that's how I did with Flower Shop. When I heard that the first time, we were, we were on the way. I was taking her out to eat, and she played. I was, and after that, I was like, "What's the name of that song?" And I didn't want to let her on, like I liked it or anything like that. What's the name? Yeah. Of that song? And she, <laughs> I sat there, got home, and listened to it on my headphones over and over again. And, yeah. then, and then when we got in the car the next time, I was singing it. And she was like, looking at me like, "What?" <laughs> But uh, what was I going to tell you, though? Okay, let's just move on. Old mind, <laughs> I tell you what. Enjoy was it Luke Holmes or Morgan Wallen? We were talking about Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen, yeah. Uh, the songs we used to sing. Yep, yeah, you got to listen to that. I'll listen. I definitely, I'll definitely check that. No, I was going to tell you what I do, too. Uh, I took it upon myself to, to start listening to stuff that I really hadn't listened to before. Mm-hmm. And I do it like a, a album chat and I'll listen to, I'll pick an album and I'll do the whole album from cover to cover. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've listened to some stuff that I didn't think I liked that I, I love like, and that was, you know, Morgan Wallen was one, uh, gosh, it was, it's been, I've listened to the Beatles, which I wasn't a big Beatles guy. My dad listened to the Beatles. My mom was a diehard Elvis fan. That's all we ever mm-hmm. heard in the house on Saturday when she was cleaning. She had, we had one of the old stand-up radio radios with the turntable on it. She would blast that stuff too, boy. So yeah, How I've come cute. to appreciate Elvis more over the years, though. I love Elvis. Okay, now this may be harder for you than the song. Okay. Something you listen to that people would be surprised that you listen to, and knowing knowing you now that you say you listen to a lot of different things, I don't know if people would be surprised of anything you listen to. But what was something you think, first thing that hits you that people would be like, wow, she listens to that? I mean, I don't know if it'd be surprising, but I love Britney Spears, but like nine, 1999s Britney Spears. Okay. You, when she first started? Yeah. Um, okay. Mariah Carey. I don't, I don't know if that would be shocking. As, you see, but you see, so you're like me. You like music. I mean, good music. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So a lot of people get get trapped into this whole well, if I listen to this, like if I listen to country music, I can't listen to anything. But country yeah. Music. And I'm well, not also, like that. Yeah. I love ACDC. Um, that's there what I work go. out to. Yeah. ACDC, Led Zeppelin. ACDC and Zeppelin are probably my favorite bands. And then the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. I mean, there's so many. But see, I, ACDC. Yeah. There's certain Zeppelin songs that I like, but as far as the overall Zeppelin fan, I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, I just, I can't. The song, some of the songs are too long. I can't. Yeah. You know, you do an eight, nine minute song and I'm like, oh, gosh, but yeah, <laughs> like Misty Mountain Hop. I like that. And, and Stairway mm-hmm. to Heaven's OK, but I've heard it so many times now. It's just fatigue. Yeah. For me. Yeah. So 
that's pretty good. Mariah Carey's good with me. You know, I was mm -hmm. a big as a, and you know, I had to hide it a little bit when I was a teenager. But Debbie Gibson. Oh yeah. Oh she my was cute. Lord. I've got a, I've got some Debbie Gibson CDs over there right now that I still have. <laughs> and my daughter, I, I, we we raised her right. We got her at three years old. It's on YouTube. Her singing "Lost in Your Eyes." Yeah, we, yeah, she did. At first, she didn't know we were filming her. We she was we were on the way somewhere. But yeah, yeah, this that is cool. so cute. It's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. She mm -hmm. she does a couple of songs on there. But uh, all right. I think I've taken up a lot of your time tonight, uh, but let's no, talk a little bit. Of, talk a little bit about uh, where we can find you. Of course, the website, and I'm looking at the mm -hmm. website right now is www. Does anybody ever say www anymore? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, Noel Tolan dot com. Yeah, that's, that's me. Yeah, I'm looking at your at your your face up here right now. Um, and you can find her there. You can find her, you know, what Instagram, all my socials. Yeah. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on YouTube. Um, Twitter. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on everything. She's all so out there. Can, She's all yeah. out there. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm pulling up your YouTube right now. I think, I think I subscribed to it. Should have. Yeah. When I, yeah I'm sure I did. So, what what's planned in the future now is there any any more new music coming yeah i'm actually in the studio right now working on four new songs that i've just recently written and i'm really excited about they're special and i'll be releasing those i have i'll be next i'll be releasing my ep which is which will have four songs the three of which are my singles that are already out limbo sun right. will rise I want to see you again. And then also a uh, Patsy Cline cover of Poor Man's Roses that Steve's also playing on. Okay. So Which we'll is a, yeah, it's a really cool song. We, we took uh, Poor Man's Roses, which kind of had, you know, of, of the era, it had this kind of bouncy kind of vibe to it. It was a beautiful song and Patsy Cline's an icon. Um, yeah. But we put a modern spin, a modern bluesy spin on it. And it, it's a, it's a great it's a great song. I'm, I'm proud of it. So that that'll be the EP that I'll be releasing very soon. And then shortly after, I'm going to be releasing new music. I'm writing like crazy. <laughs> like, can't stop me. <laughs> yeah, can't stop you. Oh, look, now see this. I don't know if this is I'm, I'm assuming this is Nicole saying this. She, she heard me talk about Debbie Giss and she said, yes, only in my dreams. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I could listen to all of that. You know, that's, that everybody knows my secrets out. I'm a oh, Debbie Gibson. It. I'm a Debbie Gibson fan, big time. Um, so talk a little bit before we let you go. You you brought up mm -hmm. talking about doing doing an EP. Mm -hmm. Is it is it easier for you now to just put out singles a little bit at a time, or you know, in this day and time with you know you you've got youtube you've got spotify yeah. you've got apple music is it easier for you to put out singles at a time until you get enough for an album or um no i think it's more cost effective if i don't know i've never just gone to produce one song right every time i've done a project the last two i guess two times i've gone in with three or four songs that i are ready um but I think unless you're super, uh, very established and you're signed, I don't see the point for myself 
personally to do an album. I mean, I'm, I would love to produce lots and lots and lots of albums, but right. it's a business and yeah, exactly. I need to build a following and release singles that can get on people's radar. And so, yeah, I think it's, it's different now than it, it was because now you can, the, the beauty of, of, yeah. And I think the things like uh, networks like TikTok and like YouTube, you can release and post videos of unreleased songs and get actual feedback from people and which, which can lead to you recording the song or not. If some, if you the feedback's like, oh, I don't really like that. But the first time in history, I think this is, you know, you're getting actual feedback from, from people that would listen to your music as opposed to just in the old days, they had gatekeepers yeah. who would release certain things that had to be at a certain, you know, level. So it's leveled the playing field, social media. It's give, it's give a lot of people that may not have had that chance in the old days. It's given them a chance to get discovered now, which I think is great. Uh, a lot of people are yeah. like, well, you know, they're not paying their dues. But my thing is, if if they can sing, if they can put, you know, if they can put a good good yeah. music out there, who cares about the dues part? I mean, they're they're mm-hmm. they're doing it just like everybody else did. I mean, yeah, they're just getting discovered quicker. Totally. I, I, yeah. Well, we're going to do our best to get you that following, to try to help and get you that following if you don't already Thank have you. it. Because, look, well, I have so enjoyed talking to you tonight. Uh, you guys, yes, yes, you definitely – I was a fan before, but you definitely got me as a fan now. I'm looking forward to, to – <laughs> Well, I'm a fan of you too. Yep, follow, <laughs> follow her on YouTube, follow her on all the social medias. And, guys, just watch out for this girl because she's going to be something in the future. That is Miss Noel Tolan. Thank you so much. And I hope Thank you have you. a great night and good luck to your future. And we will definitely be keeping up with you. And next time you put, when you get ready to put something else out, mm-hmm. let me know. We'll get you back on and we'll talk some more. I will for sure. Thank you so much for having me, Stevie. It was, it's been and, such a pleasure. And thank you to Jim and Nicole and Matthew for chiming in. We appreciate you guys' uh, comments. And uh, guys, that's going to do it for tonight. Hope you guys have a great week, and we'll see you next week on The Fly. Listen here, been going out a year. Where do we stand? Please make it clear. Time is precious, don't waste mine. Please don't take away my pride. Give it to me straight Cause I ain't got the time to wait Make a decision or else we're through You better decide what to do Please don't leave me limbo This in between is killing me Oh, can't you see? Limbo, limbo, limbo
It's not me, it's you Please don't 